Yoga Podcast team is taking a little break while we gear up to bring you an epic season two of the show. But we didn't want to leave you hanging. So in the meantime, I've gathered up some of my favorite IGTV episodes all about the business of yoga and turned them into some little mini episodes for you here on the podcast. Now, these episodes will usually be anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes where I give my two cents on a particular topic that has to do with the business of teaching yoga. I'm sharing from my just over a decade of experience as a yoga teacher, plus um, everything I've learned running a studio, creating and running teacher trainings, um, and now to running an online business. So if you are a yoga teacher and this is something that you do um, as your sole source of income or even as your your air quote side hustle, um, I really hope that you will find these little mini episodes helpful and useful. And if you'd like to stay connected and like kind of take, you know, that next step in our relationship, um, you can head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love. And if you pop your name and your email in there, um, I'll send you a little audio compilation of what a few of my favorite guests from season one had to say when I asked them this question. If you could give one piece of advice to every new yoga teacher out there, what would it be? I think some of their answers might actually surprise you, to be honest. Um, so if you want to have a listen to what some of my favorite guests have had to say about that, we have Richard Miller on that little compilation, Cecily Milne, um, Dr. Shante Cofield, a lot of really great, um, well-established and experienced teachers sharing, you know, their advice and wisdom for all of us. Uh, so if you do want to grab that little audio download, feel free to head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love, and you will get, um, updates from me and that sort of thing as well. When you pop your details in there. All right, so our regular scheduled programming will resume on February 2nd, 2021. But until then, we'll keep these little mini episodes coming. And between now and then, I will even share a couple of full-length episodes where I have been interviewed on other podcasts. Um, I love having an interview show. I get to talk to people who are way cooler than I am and, and sort of drill them with all of my questions about yoga and business and life. Um, but it's also super fun when uh, the tables have been turned. So I think we'll release maybe four or five, um, interviews that I've done over the year. So if you want to get to know a little bit about me and my story more than you already do, um, then keep your eyes peeled for those as well. Okay, so um, I hope you enjoy these little mini episodes and stay tuned for season two beginning in early Feb. And if you want to stay connected, remember it's corajaru.com slash podcast love. See you soon. 
Hey, welcome back. Um, in this IGTV, I'm going to share with you the number one thing to do when you're first starting out in business. So let's say you're a yoga teacher. How long you've been teaching is really irrelevant to this particular conversation. Maybe you've been teaching, you know, a week. Maybe you've been teaching um, five years. It's not really about your teaching, but more so your mindset. If you are new to thinking about your teaching and your career like a business, this video is going to help you out. So before you even have a business idea, before you know what type of business you will run, is it going to be online? Is it going to be in person? Um, before you know what you will offer, are you going to do yoga classes or workshops or trainings or are you going to create some sort of program for people? Before you know any of that, the number one thing that I think you should do, and it's worked for me and a lot of other people, is to start creating content and sharing it on social media or on your website, probably both. Um, and what do I mean by content? We'll get into that a little bit later, but just for now, for example, this IGTV video is a piece of content. It's something that you share that offers um, value or, or solves a problem for people or answers a question or teaches someone how to do something. So why? You might be saying like, why would I create content? Maybe you don't identify as like a podcaster or a blogger or creative or someone who would just like naturally be drawn to creating content. So it's like, well, why should I do that? There are a couple of really important reasons. I'm going to focus on two. The first one is that by creating content, you start to build relationships with your future potential students. So people that might sign up for your classes and your workshops or whatever it is you're offering. When you put content out into the world, you're giving away something for free of value that helps someone. And to be in business, really what business people do is serve people, right? Which I, one of the reasons why I, for me, um, I actually like business. I know that there's, that's a whole different topic we could go down. There's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot wrong with capitalism and business, but for me personally, it's something, something that I believe in business. So when you are a business person, you serve people and putting out content is one way that you can start to serve people and build relationships. So it's different than just like flicking up a post of you doing a yoga pose or something like that. It's something that people will engage with. So for me, it's the podcast, right? I put out the podcast every week. Um, some of you probably listen to it and you get to know me and you get to know what I like and what I'm into and how I help people. So that's, that's one reason, one big reason. Creating content allows you to build relationships with your future potential students. Number two, um, and this is a big one, when you put content out into the world, you start to learn through feedback what works and what doesn't. So what do I mean by that? Let's say this video, um, I put it out, IGTV, I usually post on Thursdays, stick it up there, and it gets like a half of the amount of views that I normally get. These IGTVs usually get like between 800 and 1500 views. 
And so like, let's say I release this particular video and 200 people watch it or 400 people watch it. I'm like, okay, wow. So obviously that bit of content didn't seem all that helpful or useful for people, or it just didn't resonate. It wasn't, it wasn't what people needed. So when you release content into the world on social media and through your website, you get real time feedback about your work. Um, how it's working, so what works well and what doesn't. And then eventually, if you, if when, hopefully if you're talking about business, when you figure out a way that you can monetize that, which is, you know, it's a different topic, but this is just really the beginning, you'll have a better idea about which direction to go in. So if everyone is responding to videos of you posting your functional movement um, yoga sequences and no one responds when you talk about how to handstand, then you know that the direction that people want to hear from you in is in that functional movement space, or that's what, what is useful to your students right now. And you wouldn't really bother releasing something around how to handstand if no one is engaging with your free content around that. So it provides you a platform, releasing content provides you a platform to make relationships and connections with your potential students by serving them, which is pretty cool in my mind. Um, especially if you're into yoga, you're probably into service of some sort. And it gives you real-time feedback about your work. So you can't like Google what's popular right now in yoga. Um, I mean, you can, right? But that feedback is very generalized, very broad, based on trends that may or may not apply to you. But when you release your work into the world, you get real-time specific feedback about what resonates and what doesn't. So brand new to business, you don't have a business idea, you've been teaching for studios, you haven't um, figured out your niche or who you want to work with or any of that stuff, just start putting out content, pay attention to the feedback that you get, and start to nurture the relationships with the people who are finding value in your content. That's what I would do before you like do anything else at all. Um, and then what do I mean by content? And how often should you put it out? So we're going to talk about those two things. I kind of touched on what content is, right? It's, it's some sort of piece of information that provides value. People learn something or people are inspired by it. But usually like there's some investment in it. Usually you, you invest your time and your energy into putting out something. So with these videos, for example, they're not the hugest investment in time. But I do take a couple of hours, I brainstorm topics, then I write scripts, and then I film them. I don't really edit them, but then I write a caption. So maybe like to produce one video, it takes a couple of hours, which is not nothing, right? So there's an investment with the podcast. Shit, it's a big investment, that one. I have a producer now, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and still, it takes me like, a, you know half a day or more, probably like a day each week to put the podcast out. So usually there is some sort of investment on your part. It doesn't have to be that big like the podcast, but maybe it's like a YouTube tutorial or, you know, it's like five minutes long or a blog post that is, I think like right now, the blog posts that are sort of working are like a thousand to 2000 words. So like there's a serious investment to write a thousand to 2000 words. You got to sit down, be clear, have an outline, do all that stuff. So there's an investment on your part to produce something that has some sort of value to people. And you might not know what people find valuable. That's why you get the feedback, right? So what I mean by that is like a, a blog post, a podcast, 
a YouTube video, an IGTV, an IG Live, um, something like that is what the content is. Then how often you should post. The general rule of thumb is that once a week is what we want to shoot for when releasing content. However, there is like a little caveat that consistency is better than frequency. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but what I mean is if you can release one piece of content a week consistently on a schedule showing up every Tuesday or whatever it is, then great. Do that. If, if that's realistic for you, that would be amazing. And you would be like fast tracking your way to figuring out, um, who you serve and what they want and all these really important things in your business. But if you know, like maybe you have a full-time job or you're just really busy with like home and family and, you know, whatever it is, or you've got a lot on your plate and you know that releasing a piece of content every week is just not realistic for you. Maybe you could do it for three weeks and then you drop off and then you, you, you know, whatever. It's actually much better to choose a release schedule for your content that is less frequent that you can honestly be consistent with. So when I first started the other podcast, I was, um, co-owner of a yoga studio. I was running multiple teacher trainings. I was teaching like 10 classes a week. There was a lot going on. So I could only commit to every two weeks. So I did two podcasts a month. Now that my whole business is online um, and I work from home and I don't have the studio and I'm not running teacher trainings and I'm not even teaching classes right now, more on, more on that later, um, I know that I can commit to once a week for the podcast. And I, and I also have help now to do that. So pick a schedule that you could realistically stick to. If it could be once a week, awesome. If it's not possible to do once a week, do what is possible for you. So to recap, number one thing, when you're first starting out in business and you don't have any idea what to do, start creating content, build relationships, See what sticks, what people resonate with. Pick a frequency that you can realistically be consistent with, and you will be well on your way to setting up the foundations for what could become a really successful business. And it's just the beginning, but if you're wondering where to start and you're like overwhelmed with all the million things that you should be doing, start there. Cool. Um, the teachers club doors are open right now, which is super exciting. We go over all of this type of content inside of the teachers club. If you want to learn business skills and, and start treating your teaching like a business, we're doing that inside of the teachers club. I'm not an expert. I have been in business for about a decade or a little bit more. Um, and I, and I have run a couple of successful businesses, so I'll share what I know but the group also shares and we bring in guest teachers as well. But it's a, it's a place where all of us together as a collective are starting to um, unpack how we as yoga teachers can also step into our sovereignty as business owners. Because newsflash, if you're a yoga teacher and you send invoices, you already are a business owner. Let that sink in. It's just how conscious are you, um, consciously are you, are you engaging in business? And that's what we're doing inside the Teachers Club. So if you want to join us, doors are open right now. You can go to corajaru.com slash the Teachers Club. This is my name. Uh, it's also link in bio. That's easier, right? Click on it. Cool. See you in there.